Blog Talk Radio. Do you love the outdoors? Do you want to help make a difference for the planet? Then get involved in Collectively Rewilding. Collectively Rewilding is a movement to restore degraded ecosystems and reinvigorate sustainable traditions almost lost by working together. It's based on the idea that we can achieve more by working together than we can by working alone. Sharing the skill sets we have built over the years with each other and providing the community support we all need when there is so much work to be done in finding a sustainable future. To join our community here in Collectively Rewilding, go to www.collectivelyrewilding.com. Let's bring nature back into our lives in a community built for the wild in all of us. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. Global government, the mystery school, Agenda 2030, chemtrails and geoengineering, manufactured disasters. We live in a time when awareness about current events and big media deception is critical to be prepared for the events that are rapidly descending upon us. This is Russ from Delivering the Truth and Exposing the Lies. Join Diana and me every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. as we expose the truth big media keeps lying about. Herbal medicine, the globalist real agenda, seen through the propaganda. Thursday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you there. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. You heard Klausy McSchwab's first two records. Vaccine spec. All right. You know nothing and be happy. But this one is going to make your modified mRNA tingle. Time Lies presents Greatest Schwab's Volume 15. A new world order in music. One, two, three, four, five. All the unvaccinated are still alive. A little bit of Pfizer in my arm. A little bit of BioNTech does no harm. A little Johnson Johnson does the trick. A little AstraZeneca so you don't get sick. It's booster number five. Let's talk about Vax, baby. Let's talk about Dr. Fauci. Let's talk about all the weird and countless side effects, maybe. Let's talk about Vax. Let's talk about Vax a little, little, little. little. 
come and take the seven shot, the seven shot. This is a little luck you get. My, 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 oh! My, 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 you can't like this. You won't have to be rich with CBDC. You'll have all you need with central currency. We just take your extra wealth and your cash. And you can walk 500 steps, but not a single step more until the curfew activates and robot cops stand at your door. Just a small town boy drinking, genetically modified soy. This ensures he doesn't co-create. Please stop the reading. Stop the reading. We are almost nine billion people. Please stop the reading right now. He didn't start to Pfizer. We just made you take it even if you hate it. Greatest Schwab's, Volume 15. Now available on Spotify and MRN Apple Music. I don't care who you are, where you're from, don't care what you want, you will eat the bars. Hello Freedomizers, I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect one world government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitutional cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on Freedomizerradio.com. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
Something happened last night that was very interesting, though. Based on our phone calls and based on our connections, uh, you know, it's it was an event where Tim Scott spoke. It was an event where Doug Burgum spoke. It was an event where big-time political uh, brawlers from New Hampshire and the political sphere spoke. Carrie Lake, MTG, they were all on stage. There was only one candidate that was welcomed to the stage with Donald Trump because he traveled with Donald Trump to the stage. He was, like, privately with Trump. What's that about? Trump also thanking him for his policy prescriptions already. Trump calling this man a dynamo, Vivek Ramaswamy. So I don't know. We'll do a poll. We'll just, of course, do a poll. But I know this for a fact that Donald Trump doesn't do this with everyone. Welcome them. Like, Donald Trump did an introduction for Vivek. When was the last time you saw that happen? Donald Trump's the president. Donald Trump's president. Donald Trump's the, the, like, celebrity. Donald Trump's the leader of the movement. But Donald Trump did the introduction for Vivek last night. Well, well, well. That's kind of curious. And then Vivek, of course, brought the heat. Uh, Here's Trump's introduction. I just want to introduce to you for... Just a few seconds, a few people that have been incredible on the campaign trail. They've been really good, and they'll have a lot to do with what's happening in the country over the next four years, and I'm sure long beyond that. Vivek, please come here. Vivek Rameshwamy. I love you back. It's good to be back here. We will... Speak the truth and get this done. We are in the middle of a war in this country. It's not between black and white or even between most Democrats and Republicans. It is between those of us who love this country and a fringe minority who hates the United States of America and what we stand for. Between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. And right now we need a commander-in-chief who will lead us to victory in this war. That is this man standing right here. If you want to seal the border, vote Trump. If you want to restore law and order in this country, vote Trump. If you want to defeat the deep state, vote Trump. If you want to fight inflation, vote Trump. If you want to revive national pride in this country, vote Trump. If you want to revive our national identity in this country, vote Trump. If you want to make America great again, vote Trump. That's how we're going to win this in a landslide in November, like Reagan delivered in 1980. Well, well, well. Now, again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Vivek was called a dynamo by Donald Trump. Uh, Our producers were chatting while we were watching this live. I was talking with our producers, and they're like, it looks like Trump looks like he's Vivek's father. Looks like he's Vivek's dad standing behind him, like nodding and smiling. Trump often just kind of sort of stands behind these speeches, staring off into the middle distance, right? But with Vivek, uh, Trump was like very fatherly, very warm, very close. And again, complimented him in a way that I've never heard Trump compliment anyone. Calls him a dynamo while clapping him on the back. What's that about? Well, we're very close with Vivek. We've reached out, and it turns out that the two of them were traveling together. In the middle of the speech, Donald Trump 
stopped and thanked Vivek for giving him policy prescriptions on central bank digital currency. This is, of course, the digital dollar where the Federal Reserve can control your money and how you spend it. The true, the true end point of tyranny in our nation will be this. When the American government can stop you from buying something because it has too much carbon in it. Oh, my gosh. You can't get another mug. You already you reach your allocation of mugs. You can't buy it. Too much carbon to make your mug or have your coffee. Literally, Davos elites, I, I kid you not, Davos, uh, these absolute ghouls, these reptile people, reptile overlords, these lizard overlords at Davos are talking about how much carbon coffee emits and how we need to, we need to maybe, maybe not, not do coffee anymore. There is nothing these people won't do uh, in order to get total and full end-to-end control of your lives and to make your lives miserable, which is the end-stated goal of collectivism and Marxism. The end goal is to reduce living to its lowest possible standard. So anyway, the point is central bank digital currency is not a good thing. And so Donald Trump, last night, he like points out, he's like, you gave me this idea. You're the one who educated me on this. Central bank digital currency, the digital dollar, it'll be banned. We'll pass a constitutional amendment to ban it in, our, in, in my administration. And the crowd goes nuts. And all the crypto boys go nuts. And all young people who are like awake go nuts on this kind of stuff. That's really smart to have an advisor who like kind of knows what people who are in like the Gen X, millennial, Gen Z generation uh, vibe with. That's stuff that uh, Donald Trump's generation isn't quite in tune with, right? Cause it's a totally different generation. And so, well, you saw it already on stage. Who else is giving Donald Trump policy prescriptions? Who else is Donald Trump calling a dynamo? I'm not jockeying for one or the other. I'll advocate against Nikki Haley. I would love for it to be Trucker. I would love for it to be Vivek. But here's the compliment that Donald Trump paid Vivek last night after speaking. United States, vote Trump. Thank you very much. Vivek, we love him. Dynamo. He's a dynamo. So you also, of course, need to have somebody who's young enough to carry forward the mantle. Donald Trump couldn't pick somebody else who's in his same age demographic because Donald Trump has stated his number one uh, goal in selecting a vice president will be the carrying forward of the MAGA movement after his single term constitutionally limited. So it would have to be somebody who's a little bit younger who has some pep in their step and who could make MAGA for the next generation, America first for the next generation. Vivek Ramaswamy won a poll yesterday from the Daily Mail. Take this poll for what it is, okay? Top pick as Trump's vice president, Tim Scott in second, Tucker Carlson, Ben Carson tied for third. Well, nobody wants Tim Scott. Give me a break. I don't think anyone really wants Tim Scott. But these are the results of the polls. Donald Trump cares about polls. And here, here they are. See the two of them? Like clapping, see the two, scroll down for just a second. See the two of them like clapping arms? Look at that. Doesn't that look like the Godfather or something? Doesn't that look like a happy, like, doesn't that look like a father, like, proud of his son? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now, Tim Scott also spoke, obviously, uh, yesterday, and did, his, you know, did the whole boom clap. Hallelujah. 
Uh, Oregon music for Donald Trump is funny. Um, I find it funny. Uh, but it's, you know, not Tim Scott, who Donald Trump is thanking for some of his very popular with young people policies. So what is this? Like, Vivek Ramaswamy is already advising Trump? Here it is from yesterday. Vivek Ramaswamy giving Trump, like, popular policy prescriptions to stop federal tyranny. Here we go. And this I do for Vivek, because he's very big into it. I happen to agree with him. But he said, could you mention this? I will never. She said, I love Vivek. We, I love him, too, now. I didn't love him when he was running, but I like him now. It's amazing the way you can like somebody when you win, right? But Vivek is great. He's really great. But he wanted this, and I'll give him full credit for it. It's very important, actually. I will never allow the creation of a central bank digital currency. So, listen, people are saying that Vivek is part of the Avengers now. Donald Trump's team are calling Vivek an Avenger. You You may not like it. There are some people who really don't like Vivek. You may not like it, but this is what Trump's team are straight up saying. They're calling Vivek the Avenger. So here's a photo backstage of Donald Trump and Vivek. Here's a photo of them taking a selfie in New Hampshire. These are all three guys that ran for president against Donald Trump. They all ran for president against Donald Trump. And now they're all endorsing Donald Trump and taking photos together and endorsing him on stage. Vivek posting a meme. Trump equals 47. (laughs) This used to say Nikki Haley equals corrupt. Jason Miller is, you know, arguably Trump's top advisor, senior advisor, President Donald J. Trump. Jason Miller straight up calling uh, Vivek an Avenger with Trump and posting this photo. So this is now self-styled what the Trump campaign is calling them. What do you think about that? It is what it is. Donald Trump was on stage two weeks ago uh, in a Fox News town hall. And Donald Trump made a ton of news by saying, I already know who my vice president is. I've already decided. Thought that this absolutely meant it was Tucker. And I'll tell you why. Watch the clip. Who would be in the running for a vice president? Well, I can't tell you that, really. I mean, I know who it's going to be. Give us a hint. I'll give you. We'll do another show sometime. Well, what about any of the people who you've run against? Would you be open to mending fences with oh, any sure, of them? Oh, sure, I will. I will. I've already started like Christy better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No. Christy for vice president? I don't see it. I don't see it. That would be an upset. Christy for vice president. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to announce. Now, I do want to get to this other question before. The, the joke there was that Christy had dropped out uh, an hour before that town hall. Now, we went wild on that because Donald Trump, you can see there in the way that Donald Trump was sitting and in the jokes that he was playing, the way he was like winking and nodding to them. I want you to see Donald Trump's body language here. He was joking, I think, saying it's going to be Tucker Carlson. Because he, the way he's behaving towards Brett Baer and Martha McCallum is like, you're going to give Donald Trump a show again. The way he's behaving is like, yo, you're going to love it. We'll have to do another show on it sometime. I took this as Donald Trump making a joke about Fox News firing Tucker, and now Donald Trump literally forcing Tucker down the throats of Fox News executives who made that the worst media decision um, I've ever, in my lifetime, certainly. The stupidest uh, and most suicidal business decision ever made. 
that being said, Tucker Carlson is doing amazing right now. And so Trump was making a joke. You're going to do another show on it. You know, I'll force Tucker Carlson on you. And many people love that idea. Many people love that idea. Uh, Trump was asked by that same moderator, that same anchor on Fox, Brett Baer, about his vice presidential choice uh, two days ago. This was right before Ron DeSantis dropped out. And Brett Baer had the same question, saying, you told me you already made this choice. So what is it? Let's listen. You said in our town hall that you had an idea or you might have already decided about your VP pick. When do you think you're going to make that? Well, it's never really had that much of an effect on an election, which is an amazing thing. Both election and primary, it's never really had much of an effect. I may or may not release something uh, over the next couple of months. There's no rush to that. It won't have any impact at all. The person that I think I like is a very good person, pretty standard. I think people won't be that surprised. But I would say there's probably a 25% chance it would be that person. Senator Tim Scott on the list now? No, he's a great guy. You know, he, he endorsed me. There's an example. Nikki comes from South Carolina. Tim Scott is from South Carolina. But if you look, the governor, great governor, another senator, Lindsey, we happen to like Lindsey. But uh, Henry McMaster knows her very well. He endorsed me. It's very hard for a governor to endorse somebody when you have, you know, I mean, Henry McMaster was the lieutenant governor under her. And he endorsed me, and he's going to be here tonight. In 15 minutes, you're going to be watching him speak. I'm going to introduce him. He's a great guy. He's done a great job. So everybody, almost everybody in South Carolina has endorsed me. What does that tell you? Donald Trump said he knows his VP pick and that that VP pick has a 25% chance of being the pick. <laughs> and we'll have to wait a couple months for that, which, from what, from my perspective, is that's a process that is now deeply ongoing. This is now a process that Donald Trump is gone from. I already kind of know who it is in theory on stage two weeks ago to now it's totally up in the air, which is what Carolyn Levitt, uh, she is Donald Trump's press secretary, or the official press secretary for the campaign. Carolyn Levitt was on Fox last night saying, um, "Well, actually." And this is an interesting moment. Watch this clip. She was asked by Jesse Waters about the VP pick. And when Jesse Waters started throwing names out there, Carolyn Levitt says, oh, but, Dad, do you know Vivek Ranswamy? Which we thought was very interesting. That's the major tell in this clip. Jesse Waters was throwing names out there. And she goes, but have you ever thought about Vivek Ranswamy? Which is Donald Trump's press secretary saying that, which is quite curious. Again, there are people who I really like. I'm not going to... I'm not going to campaign for one name over another. I'm going to campaign against, of course, Nikki Haley and some of the some totally wretched choices for the VP position. And I've given my arguments as to why that is. But here is Donald Trump's press secretary after the rally last night saying, um, well, this name. Watch. Where is the president when it comes to picking the VP? Well, as the president said yesterday, he has about 25% towards one person. That's not a lot, Jesse, okay? 25%. We are very much focused on winning the New Hampshire primary tomorrow. Genuinely looking over all okay. of the candidates. I will say this. Yes. 
He did tell Fox News' very own Brett Barrow yesterday yes. that the most important quality for him is someone who he knows will make a great president after he's out of office. I think that's very important. Okay, that's interesting. I heard a secret name. Kellyanne Conway just brought it to our attention. Marco Rubio for VP. Now, I hadn't even seen his name on a list anywhere, but then when I thought about it, I thought, huh, that's interesting. Hmm. Well, I will say this. The Republican Party has a very deep bench. Marco Rubio endorsed the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, as well as Senator Rick Scott, before Ron DeSantis even dropped out of this race, showing the power President Trump has from the great state of Florida. And tonight, here in New Hampshire, President Trump will be joined by Vivek Ramaswamy, Governor Doug Burgum, Senator Tim Scott, all, right. all members of Team... <laughs> if they wanted to be vice president, they're going to have to learn how to say his name correctly. It's Vivek. And then Donald Trump always called Ron Schwame. <laughs> Glenn Beck made this sort of astonishing revelation on the PBD podcast where he said, Trump called me and said, VP who? So obviously Trump's calling and asking uh, for advice on this. Asking the people who he trusts and the people in his orbit for advice on what's going on with the VP race. And Glenn Beck said a name, and Donald Trump said, hold up, that's what everyone's telling me, which is very interesting and, well, quite telling. Last week, Donald Trump called me and he said, uh, any advice on who I should pick for vice president? Oh, really? Who, wow. who do you think? Not that he, I mean, he's probably calling everyone. Well, that's great that you're on that yeah, list. And so he said, who do you think? And I said... I don't know how you're going to feel about it, but this is the day, I think it was the day he trashed Vivek. And I uh -huh. said, Vivek. Um, and he said, why do you say that? He said, that's the number one response from everybody I've asked wow. that question. And I, he said, why do you say that? And I said, A, he can defend you. He's right in your pocket. And while you're defending this, he's watching your back defending this. I said, also, um, I think he's, his, some of his ideas are really, really good. Yeah. He connects with the youth, which now the latest uh, of 18 to 24-year-olds that voted for Biden, they're not voting for Biden. The polls prove this. The polls prove that Donald Trump is now winning a direct plurality of the Latino vote and the male black vote, and the youth vote. People are, like, it's crazy what's happening right now. The coalescing around Donald Trump is something that we've never seen before. And what does that mean? Well, it means that they effed around and they found out. They effed around a little too much and they found out, they're going to find out in a very big way. 2024 is the year of FAFO. You F around and you find out. And they've been effing around for about three years, pushing every sick and perverted and anti-human ideology on all of us, attempting to make our lives worse like every collectivist does. The, goal, the end goal of communism is misery for all, shared misery, lowest possible standard of living. That's the goal. And in case you're wondering like where you eat the bugs and live in the pod comes from, that's the ideology. And it hasn't worked out. And people are done. And I think that what you are tuning in. So, uh, we are done there.
Thank you, Benny Johnson, for a great clip. Welcome back to the Proof Negative show here. I am your host, Proof Negative, the big kahuna here on Freedomizer. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll go ahead and bring my co-host in right now. I have Adrian with us here. Adrian, welcome in. Hey, Proof. All right, so it's been a week since we talked. Uh, what's the word on the street for you out there? Um, nothing really new this week. Um, what about with you? Did you have a good week? Uh, it happened, I guess. I, I heard, I heard this morning that Las Vegas is finally getting an Aldi, so I'm a little excited about that. Yeah, I know some states don't have them. It's weird to me. I guess in some states don't have a Publix too. Is that a thing? Most states don't have Publix. Yeah, I don't know. Florida has Aldi and Publix, and when I heard that, you know, some states don't have Publix, I thought that was fake news. I didn't believe it. We don't have Winn-Dixie either. Yeah, I didn't see that until I moved to Florida, the Winn-Dixie's. So allegedly, the uh, the chain Albertsons, if the if the Albertsons and Kroger merger goes goes through, then the Albertsons out here they will be sold to another company that that runs Piggly Wiggly. So it sounds like we'll be getting Piggly Wiggly if that merger goes through. Have you been to a Piggly Wiggly? I guess that was so astonishing that she dropped. So we'll give her a moment to uh, get herself together and back on air here. Anyway, if you want to call in, the number here is 319-527-6208. And let's go ahead and bring Adrian back in here. Hey, Pearl. Adrian. So I was saying that we're getting, uh, we might be getting a Piggly Wiggly out here, and I was asking if you've ever been to one. What is that? Is that a restaurant? A grocery store chain? Okay, yeah, no. I was thinking it was like a restaurant, like a barbecue restaurant. No. No, it's a a grocery store chain. Uh, I'm trying to remember if they had them in Florida, but I'm, I went to them in South Carolina and Georgia before. Yeah, you know, out of, like, the states that I've visited, i got to say, like, Georgia's probably, like, my least favorite. And uh, I haven't really explored a lot of the state. I'm always just trying to get out of it as, like, soon as possible. Mm. What did Georgia do to you? I just, it's, I just, it's not a vibe, as they say. And I almost think I'm allergic to the climate there. I sometimes, like, I, it's never happened to me before other than when I drive. I know it sounds so weird. Other than when I drive through Georgia, I get, like, 
these like it's, it's hives and it's only when I like am driving through that state. I don't know if it's a weather thing. Oh, I never heard of such a thing. I've never heard of that before, but okay. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a climate thing or what, but it is like it never happened to me, and I noticed it was when I would pass like through the state. Like, I don't know if it's the climate or because it was mostly during summer or what's really going on there, but super strange. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, so what have you been working on uh, this past week? Any anything uh, anything noteworthy? Any stories you want to go over? Or any topics? I'm interested in seeing what happens with the Haley campaign if she's going to drop out or not, or how this is going to go. Um, Personally, like, I don't really have anything new, like, projects or anything. I made a – I did make a page. um, That's for kind of relationships, whether, you know – there's a communication issue or it's just time to go. It's like I just communicate on their um, videos and make jokes with memes. But, yeah, it's just something fun. It's not even anything, like, serious. Well, the the South Carolina is uh... – is that February third? Is that ne- is that this weekend for her, or is that sooner than that? I wonder. I thought it was the fifth. It could be. I don't know. I know for us. I talked about this before. The primary is on the sixth, and Nikki Haley is in the primary, but Trump is in the caucus, and you can only be in one and not the other. So we'll be doing the Thursday the 8th. So Joanne Moretti is going to cover me because it's on a Thursday. Yeah, I'm looking at I think it says the 3rd is on a Saturday and the 5th is Monday. But I don't know. At what point uh, does uh, does Nikki Haley decide that uh, it's over? I actually I want to pull up the polls right now. Proof, hang on. I mean, I don't mind if Nikki Haley stays because it's just going to embarrass herself. But there there's not going to be any states that that she's going to win on, unless it's something like New Hampshire where Democrats are allowed to vote in Republican primaries. So they could spend quality time uh, because the Democrats did not have a, a primary that day that, uh, that they could vote, uh, Democrats could vote for Nikki Haley. 
But if you're I'm looking at that, I can give you a minute. That. Actual stats of what? Polling stats right now. Oh. Just for fun. This one's showing Trump over Haley. Trump seventy two point six percent, and then Haley seventeen point four like four percent. But it doesn't have mm-hmm. the rest of the numbers for the other candidates. I wouldn't expect it because all the they all dropped out, so they wouldn't have the numbers. Well, it didn't have it didn't have Biden's either. It was just. Uh, Trump and Haley. Well, yeah, because they had no election for the Democrat side. So it was all just the one. This one is showing a nationwide poll. Um, It says shows Trump leading Biden 40% to 34%. The rest unsure or planning to vote for someone else or no one. This might be the this might be the best year none of the above would ever get. Because you have a lot of Brandon supporters that are too proud to vote for Trump. And they can't tolerate what they got. So the other option, of course, is what everybody else is saying, that uh, everybody's telling Brandon to get out of the race so they could bring Big Mike in there. But Big, but Brandon doesn't want to get out just yet. So I don't know how they're going to force the issue. But that's the thing with bullies, and and, uh, you could put Brandon in that spot, and and all liberals, for that matter, eventually they lose because they're they're too proud, and they don't know how much is enough. So uh, Brandon, Brandon really thinks that he has all the public behind him. He thinks realistically in his head he's one of the best presidents ever. And he has no clue what anybody's saying because, well, he he has dementia, so he wouldn't be able to understand it. I was about to say, so respectfully, he own... to be in a nursing home. Oh, I know that. But he uh, he allowed all the uh, the other countries to get theirs, and now it's it's time for him to move on. Uh, I don't think the other countries are going to uh, – they're ready to turn on them. All the other countries got what they needed out of them. They got all the access. They got all the money they wanted. They got the, the, the illegals flowing in by the thousands. And this bill that he wants to pass, this is one of the dumbest bills I've ever seen written. So if you continue – if the American taxpayer continues to fund Ukraine and uh, and the uh, whatever side, I guess, of Palestine versus Israel, it could be both sides for all I know, 
that Brandon's willing to to freeze the people coming in from the Texas border at five thousand dollar at five thousand people a day. We're supposed to have no people a day. The laws in the land say no people a day. So how is he negotiating for five thousand a day? That's still five thousand too many. I mean, where are they gonna go? Oh, they want all the they want all the illegals in Texas and put ankle monitors on them so they'll know how to vote Democrat in Texas only. Texas is a big state. Right, and that's why they want to control it. Yeah, that would definitely make sense. A lot of people moving out of California right now. A lot of people. Yeah, but the the thing is, is outside of the woke liberals, even though you might think California is mostly liberal, there's more conservative voters in California than probably half the United States combined. I mean, they could send them to California. Respectfully. There is a chance that enough people... If you not that it means anything because I don't think it does, but you have people like Snoop Dogg coming out and, and saying the rap industry is going to Trump. Ice Cube says the same thing. There, there's no Brandon vote there, and that might not mean a lot to you and I, but it, it speaks when you have the South Side of Chicago that says they're done with Brandon. You got uh, the, the the gangster rappers in, in Hollywood that say they're done with him, that all, you got people in Harlem, uh, in New York, that, that say they're done with Brandon. What's that? That was funny. The gangster rappers in Hollywood, as you said. Yeah, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, Rick Ross. Yeah, they're all, they're all talking about Trump. Yeah, Snoop Dogg officially had this big apology talking about how he was wrong about Trump and wants him back badly. You didn't see that? I saw it. What was your question? I asked you if you saw that. No, I didn't. Okay. All right, just give me a little bit. I'll pull it up. It's downloading now. You know, I saw earlier that David Goggins is going to be in Dallas for an event at the end of February. So you're going to try and see him? Yeah, I think I might. Have you looked into him? Have you heard him talk about his training and, like, just some of the things that he's done and, and like, what he talks about with his messaging. No, I haven't. 
talked a lot about endurance and mental endurance, but he's just a very interesting person. He's definitely what they call a beast. Uh, well, talk to me. I'm downloading this new clip, so I'm going to be a minute. Yeah, I'm actually looking right now at the keynote speakers. I looked it up, and uh, I don't know who the rest of these people are. Eddie Wilson, Tim Story, Andrew Cordell, Dan Leishman, Jeff Finster, Cody Sanchez. Yeah, I don't know. David Goggins is the only one that I see. All right, let me see if it's up yet, and then I'll play it if it's up. All right, this is like four minutes. I'll play you Snoop Dogg and Trump. My boy Snoop Dogg recently made waves when he commented on former President Donald Trump by saying he has, quote, nothing but love for the former president. Snoop told the Sunday Times, Donald Trump, question mark, he ain't done nothing wrong to me. He has only done great things for me. He parted Michael Harris. I have nothing but love and respect for Donald Trump. Keep in mind, before I'll go into my position on this, that the one and only Snoop Dogg himself had previously been vocal in his disapproval of Trump's presidency. Because in 2020, on Real 92.3's Big Boy's Neighborhood, he said, quote, I ain't never voted a day in my life, but this year I think I'm going to get out and vote. I can't stand to see this punk in office one more year. So the change comes because Donald Trump basically pardoned his boy, Michael Harris. Fair enough. Let me say a couple of things. Number one, everybody knows Snoop Dogg is my brother. I love him to death. I do not like to hear anybody black talking about how they never voted. One of the greatest conduits of change in this nation, and one would say arguably throughout any democratic society, to affect change, one of the greatest components is making sure that you vote. If you don't vote, you don't have a right to make noise about certain things. I understand it can be a disconcerting. I understand how your vote can seem meaningless at times because you vote for somebody and you see stuff getting manipulated, you see politicians acting up, you see people being as dishonest as they can possibly be and whatever they can do to get away with it because they want to cater to a constituency. You see all of these things, but in the end, that's just giving up in the fight, whatever your fight may be. In a democratic society, you vote. So I'm never going to co-sign on that. Having said all of that, I'm not going to condemn my boy Snoop Dogg either for his position on Donald Trump because he explained why that is. We may not like it, but when people do things that affect us directly and personally, Usually, it'll sway us to some degree. In this nation, when you talk about politics, in this nation, when you talk about affecting change and what have you, we're usually, we're usually monolithic in our thinking. Our one issue is what matters to us. If you're pro-choice or you're pro-life, that usually influences the direction in which you will vote. If you focus on the economy, that's your thing. If immigration reform is your thing, if worrying about the borders is your thing, that's what you usually vote on. We are like that in America. 
So in the case of Snoop Dogg, that's his boy, Michael Harris, and Trump getting his boy out of prison, who was in jail for over 20 years, for attempted murder of a police officer, if I remember correctly, that matters to Snoop in a completely different way. You want to hear somebody support Donald Trump? Listen to Dana White of the UFC. What does he say all the time? Trump was there for me at the beginning. When nobody wanted to touch the UFC, he embraced us. He let us use his facilities, his properties to promote our events. When big things happened for me, he was one of the first to congratulate me. I'm quoting Dana White from the past, who, by the way, I spoke to today about those very things he said about Trump to see if he indeed had changed his mind. He said, oh, no, I'm very, very consistent. I support him because I've known him personally for decades, and I know what kind of man he is. I don't like some of the things he says sometimes or anything like that. I wish he would do certain things differently. That is true. But the man that Donald Trump is, Dana White says he's going to support him. You have people that are married to their specific issues. In this case, Snoop Dogg is one of those people. And I can't knock him. He felt the way that he felt about Trump years ago. But Trump let his boy out, and he changed his mind. Would that be me? No. But Snoop, Dana White, and various others have the right to feel the way they want to and to care about what they want to care about. That's the way it goes. All right, so uh, there, you didn't believe me on that. I would like to, no, not that I didn't. Uh, it was just funny the way that you said that. <laughs> the gangster rappers in Hollywood. Um, No, but a lot of them feel like Snoop and Ice Cube, though. Those are two of the biggest rappers from last generation. I know that a lot of the music industry is liberal, so when there is conservative, libertarian, anarchists, um, they usually don't talk about their political views in the industry because... um, they start to get just, I mean, discriminated against. Well, I think that's, uh, I I don't think that's even uh, an issue anymore, to be honest. I think there's so many people that are so tired of, of Brandon that it's like that doesn't apply this time anymore. It did apply as, as late as like three months ago. But not anymore. What do you think the big shift in that was, like, from? Um, I just think people are tired of of Brandon just for, for, uh, I I wish I could say it was one particular thing. It could be the border. It could be that black America feels used. It could be war. It could be the poverty rate and, and Brandon promising all these things, and it never happened. There's a number of issues that just transpired all at once. And it all adds up. So it might not be any one thing in particular. It's just a lot of, of 
a lot of everything just enough so that people feel like they're being played. And uh, it, it could be, it could, the, the illegals could have triggered it. And it could be that that whole bus thing from Texas where these people are complaining like Chicago that they just received two busloads of people that might be like 106 people getting off a bus or two buses. And, uh, and they're moving these people into areas that the black community housed. When they're taking away black schools and telling the kids they can learn at home so they could put illegals in the houses or in these schools, uh, I think that triggered some people. When after-school programs and, and basketball and courts are being taken down. What's that? And now it's occurring in Texas? Yeah, Texas was, uh, Governor Abbott was sending the buses all over the place to sanctuary cities. And, uh, and so these sanctuary cities like New York and Chicago, among others, they are, uh, they're, they're moving kids from schools into the house and telling them they can learn online so they could bring illegals in. Or they're canceling basketball courts outside and football stadiums. You got, you got areas canceling uh, football season so that they could put illegals on, on, the, on the football fields and they, can, they could stay. The, the, you, have tents, you have these homeless tents of illegals living on the football field while the kids are in school. It's just weird. And black America said that they don't want this. No, like, were they putting them in tents there? Hey, if you're living Out, on the, if like the this. yeah, some of them are outside, some of them are inside. It just depends where they're at, and, and people don't want it. And and they're, they're canceling, for example, Chicago could have sent, uh, I don't know how many millions, into after-school programs for black underprivileged kids. And they took that away so they can house illegals. And the black community is like, well, we fought for this. And without this, we're going to have even more black-on-black crime. But you don't care because it's more important to put the illegals in here. And they go, shut up. So the black community is like, we don't want this. I'm just kind of... Astonished at the football field comment. I mean, I need to see video. I need to. I don't think you're kidding. I just can't like stop. I'm baffled right now. And you didn't expect that. So let me see if I got one on Chicago real quick. I'm just doing a quick YouTube footage too. All right, I don't know if I'll be able to find it while uh, while I'm on air. Um, I would like to see video footage of that. Like, I would like to see what the setup looks like. I mean, are they, like, boots, like, dome uh, things? Are they tents? I got something here. Let me see if it, if it has this. Like, I didn't have a a link prepared, so if it doesn't have it, I apologize, but 
I'll, uh, I'll see if I can get you something here. There's the African Diaspora News Channel. So I'm, I'm grabbing one of them. But anyway, we have a few minutes. That this is going to uh, take a second to, uh, to download here. I'm about to scroll on YouTube and see if I can find video footage. I just want to see what it looks like. I mean, what is the setup? I mean, are there, like, quarter potties out there? Is that what's happening right now? Like, they're in tents or they have, like, tents? And well, the tent thing, they, what, they like, could have been moved for all I know because it is winter now. So just keep that in mind. They could have been moved inside into a school or something. I, I don't know. I can't verify that. I mean, they did that to New Yorkers a couple of weeks ago. Remember they said there was a big windstorm and that's why they, they brought the, the kids home uh, and let them learn online so they could let the homeless live in there for the rest of the winter for all I know. Do we have the name of the high school? The middle uh, I don't remember it. I played it, but I don't remember. I don't remember those kind of details. I, I tend to move on because I, I don't have to prove it. I already played the clip, so I don't feel like I have to. I have to prove it. But the one in New York, the, uh, Governor Schumer said he he went to to high school there. Not Governor Senator Schumer, among others. I think a lot of people genuinely just don't know. I mean, I didn't know about that. Um, and so I feel like just showing people actual footage like being like, hey, did you know that this is going on? It's like a good way to get people's attention. Well, New Yorkers are still, even though you, you got black Harlem and all that that want Trump, but the average white liberal is still full woke. So they, they will still vote for Brandon. It doesn't matter. That's just hilarious to me in a, in a sad way. That it doesn't matter what's going on. You, you got to vote. You got to vote for for that particular party because because it's tradition. All right. Let me see if I got that Chicago Post here. So it's like eight minutes. Hey, family. My name is Vicki Dillard for African Diaspora News Channel. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to give us a big thumbs up, thumbs up, and share the broadcast. Thank you so very much. Family, here in the United States of America, uh, we foundational black Americans, um, after gaining civil rights and uh, voting rights in the 1960s, during that same decade, we were the impetus behind ensuring uh, a very serious and substantive immigration law that was due in large part because of us and the momentum that we gave uh, it. Well, we have come to know how the United States of America have unfortunately weaponized both legal and illegal immigrants against us. 
We have seen how they've tried to make allies, both the Democrats and Republicans, with different people groups, giving them substance, tangible, and refusing to give us, we who created and built and founded the United States of America, uh, one red cent. So they have doubled down uh, on what they are willing to do for, in particular, illegal migrants. And while there are tens of thousands, for example, in Chicago, of home, uh, black homeless folk, many of whom are veterans, served in America's wars, they are ensuring that people that broke the law are prioritized over those of us that founded the United States of America, built the United States of America, and served in her wars, especially during times of oppression. We served in every single war, everyone, both sides. So it's very disconcerting when we show up to political hearings uh, or council persons, assembly persons, and the like policymakers and so forth are present, and we have to give them what I call this everlasting work. Such is the case with this particular black Chicagoan. Watch this. For a long time to be free to always be on right side of people. But one thing I have realized that Jim Crow has messed us up so bad yes. that we want funding and campaign donations and once we get into office we somehow forget where we come from. And, and I'm not talking about you, but I look at our other elected officials how they allow elements to get approved at city council. Okay. And as I came in here, I wasn't going to say anything. But when I walked in here and I seen the city of Chicago kicking all of the legal people in here to voice their concern about the illegal people, that's not right. Who got kicked in? No, 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 no. The city of Chicago, when I walked in, the boot people and the kicking people out there fighting up all the black people. Feel 
that when we tell them to focus on reparations, that they can do any and everything that they want to do. They feel comfortable ignoring us and treating our requests, requests as trivial. When I think about oppressed people like ourselves, the longest Holocaust has ever existed, the Black Holocaust, when I think about what we have endured and continue to endure, and when I see how comfortable they are with us keep our, our constant waiting, our patience, they weaponize even our patience against us. And I often say this, often say this, who are we to be patient? Did you hear what I said? I often say this, who are we to be patient after hundreds of years, after receiving the worst treatment of any human being on the planet for longer than anybody else? Talk back to me, somebody, without receiving any form of reparations, and America has neither ceased nor desisted her oppression of us. They got a hell of a nerve to expect us to just keep waiting. And it is a sick mindset, and in fact, a psychological warfare, to where we agree to prioritizing others' issues over our own. But it's a new day. And what's also interesting is that you see your black democratic shields that are on, that are part of mainstream media, legacy media, and a part of the establishment and its system in one way or another. They love to talk about how folks like us and the black grassroots you all need to get politically engaged and all this. They don't like the way we get politically engaged, baby. We're showing up. Chicago, Chicagoans are suing the city. You see them voting, but they're threatening to turn uh, the, uh, 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 the city of the state, really, from blue to red. Talk black to me, somebody. No, you're not going to like the way we politically engage because you choose to do what's you, – you don't want to do what's right. You want to maintain the status quo. And for those of us that want something substantive, that offends you. It offends you only because it offends your Democrat masters. Isn't that something? It only offends you because you know it offends the Democrats. And the reason you're disgusted by black voices like ours is because we make no distinction between the Republican white supremacist and the Democrat one. We're willing to work whichever one gives black folks the most substantive tangibles. We understand that this is, a ne about, nego this is about negotiation. So you're upset with us because we see you for who you are. And you want us to accept the superficial. You want us to accept the singing Amazing Grace at our churches and putting on robes and singing hymns. You want us to be happy that you came and clapped your hands and sat on the front row. You want us to be happy because you showed up to fish fries and barbecues. Those days are over. My name is Vicki Diller. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Vicki Show right here on African African News Channel. Be sure, beloved, to check out my website and all of All right, so yeah, I just want to get that clip out there. But, yeah, that, that's what Chicago people are thinking. And I'll let you comment, then we have a okay, I have so many. I have so many comments. 
okay, um, that, that was really good, and she really popped off, and she said, black democratic shells, and she said, you want us to be happy because you showed up at a couple fish fries and barbecues. Yes. She, That's what they she think. All they have off. to do is show up on, for the primary and show up for the election. That, that's all. That's all they have to do, and you'll and you'll uh, and you'll you'll be on that Democrat plantation for life because oh look, someone that that's running as a Democrat showed up at a fish fry. She Not that they're going to do off. anything, just that they showed up. Yeah, well. People are tired of it. Uh, people, can, uh, can, people are willing to put up with that stuff for so long. And when, when you've hit rock bottom, as far as the, an economy goes, you, you don't get your answers by, by hiding in the basement and then showing up and not, not saying anything. But let's, uh, let's bring Bianchi in here. He can co-sign on some of this for me, I think. Not that I want to put words in his mouth. But uh, welcome, Bianchi. Hello, Proof and you, Adrian. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? Pleasure to have you, sir. So, I don't know how much of it you've heard, Pianchi, but but I was telling her how Black America is uh, they're done with Brandon, and uh, and it and and there's a big cloud over it. Everybody seems to know that Brandon's not their guy. Well, what that lady said is kind of ridiculous. Not the fact that uh, they should be not looking at Brandon, but the reasons why, you know, talking about blacks built America and reparations and things like that. Uh, slaves hey, in all fairness, her, her channel is from South Africa, in all fairness, so I'm going to give that disclaimer. Her channel is from South Africa? That, that, that yeah, it's uh, it says on her YouTube that she's from South Africa. Well, that's one of the reasons. Well, it's not the only reason why, but it's basically what they've they've heard about. Uh, yeah. We built this country, and and so on, and so on. Then reparations. Uh, your position in Chicago is not going has nothing containing reparations. The reason why you would have uh, Black American voters. A look at Donald Trump is for his policies and what the policies have to do as far as making their lives better and making the country better. That's why the reason why you would vote for him is quite obvious. You can do a comparison and look at the data so forth. I think that you would have more uh, people of any ethnic group, but in particular blacks, would uh, choose a Donald Trump over Biden looking at uh, their educational attainment and how it affects them, how his policies affect them. Uh, They can see the train wreck that's coming down the road with the national debt the way it is, which will equate to higher personal uh, income taxes. We can see the restrictions of the government overreach that we are witnessing so they're beginning to see those things and many things they have already known 
and that's what takes into account not these emotional things like uh, what we hear so much of. I voted for Donald Trump because of his policies, his policies on making America first, his policies on Americans keeping their tax dollars in their pocket, his policies as it applied to trade. He's not for free trade. He's for fair trade. You only have free trade between states, California, Illinois. Minnesota, Florida, New York, North Dakota. That's free trade. But when it comes down to trading around the world, you want fair trade. If we sell, if you uh, sell us $100,000 worth of your products, then we should be able to sell you $100,000 worth of our products. Not no mismatch the way we see now, where everybody is dumping things here on the United States. I dare you, do an inventory in your home and look at where these things are made. There's nothing made in Russia. If you find something that's made in Russia, you need to take it and put it up and use it and and consider it an antique. It's going to be valuable one day. But everything else is made in China, majority of. So... You still have these pundits. I can't stand these pundits, what they talk about, making reference on who Donald Trump is going to pick for a vice president. That's probably not just his decision at all. It's probably the decision of the party because they should be looking beyond him. Then what do you have? I like Ramaswamy myself. But then you're going to have – then you're going to have – DeSantis coming along. I think DeSantis should stay in Florida because that state is a target, too. Louisiana is a target. So there's a lot of things that the – and see, people need – and the one thing is that you, the people should have been getting involved in this stuff a long time ago from a different perspective. The perspective should be that you demand of your public, your public, your public service. That's what they are. They're public service. They should be called public service. And stop giving them these titles of nobility. Our congressman, the honorable, the honorable whoever, whoever, whoever. He's not no honorable. The day before, they wasn't doing anything. The day before, Cori Bush was a nurse. Now she's being put up. She was put up by some Jewish factions. Now they turn against her and running Wesley Bell, who who's a prosecutor of St. Louis County, who came along on the heels of Mike Brown when the emotions was high, he made a declaration that he would not prosecute somebody for the death penalty. Now they're running him for the first congressional district in Missouri. It's still false pretense. That should be the other way around. The people, the people, supposed to put forth these Congress people. Not they just come out of a thin blue air because of whatever reason they participatory actions. There's a lot of people that have more participatory action than they do have and they're not running for those positions. Everybody thinks that they got a right to run for president nowadays. Yeah, they have a right, but are they qualified for it? And then after the general is no. 
similar. Huh? The blacks in Chicago is all hyped up now because what people have been telling them for a long time. You know, the major thing is, you know, all this killing was going on in Chicago with blacks on blacks. No white police shot right. nobody. Over 12,000 shootings, close to 13,000. No white police shot anybody. That goes against the narrative of the NAA putting out travel warnings for blacks traveling through Chicago. You stand a chance of being shot by the police. Well, that was a blatant lie. Nobody checked them on that. Well, it doesn't fit the narrative, that's why. That's why? Exactly, that's why. So, no, you, you get to the point where you – and look at the education of the of the children. The, the, the education that the children is receiving will lead to adults that's making unwise decisions, making emotional decisions, making predictable decisions like we see going on today, giving unfounded and ridiculous reasons of why they need this, that, and the other. So it, it sounds emotional. It's, it's enough to get a hearing and a, 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 a yay, yay, yay. But uh, when it gets down to the substance, it's not really, you know, people have to look at that with a, with a magnifying glass. That's my opinion. What about yours, Adrian? Um, when she said... These black democratic shields, um, I thought that that was, I thought that was gold, I don't know. No, but that is true, though. You know, most, most politicians, they hide their head and they, they, they stand behind the party because they don't want you knowing what they're doing. They, they just come out uh, and wave and say, vote for me. That, that's all they want. They don't come out. On a random day, on a on a on a non-election year, they don't want to yeah, see you, she peasant. Said, she said they come to a fish fry and a barbecue and think that we're happy about that. I cannot. Well, did you guys see Brandon off. yesterday when he went to a construction site and put his? his uh, hat on backwards and didn't even know. Yeah, and that's against, it's, it's against OSHA regulations to wear a hard hat on back of it with the band tensioner in the front. That bib is supposed to prevent things from falling down above and hitting you in the nose. It don't, unless your nose is behind you. I don't know. Is his nose behind him? So he's good for breaking the law and the rules. He's good for breaking the law. That's what they do. You just got to know what you're looking at. That would get an employee ran off the job. He's a damn fool. But do you think, do you think though, that there's enough people that see that, or is it just us? Because we're, we're already uh, uh, we're in an echo chamber, possibly. You got to know what you're looking at. Most people don't know what they're looking at, and, and most importantly, the news don't bring that out. They protect him. That's how news protect him. They don't bring out that fact 
that him coming out exactly. wearing a hard hat like that is a blatant demonstration of breaking the rules, breaking the law. If an employee came out on the job site with their hard hat turned around with the bib to the back, well, they would get fired. They would get ran off. They would be rolled up. Mm-hmm. And it goes to show the disconnect. It goes to show the disconnect with the people around him. They know nothing about the general practicalities of the society. Little things. Hey, if you're going to go into a particular industry, at least you should know the do's and don'ts of that industry, the things that dictate how people in that industry behave. And if you're going to put on a demonstration, it should be in line with the rules that the people in that industry have to follow. He broke the rules right there. And that picture be all over the damn place. But the thing is, though, Pianchi, is that uh, from what I've talked with some black people, it, it almost feels like if if he was younger and didn't have dementia, it would look like he's making fun of them. So uh, that's one thing that Barry did not do. Even though he didn't do anything for them, he didn't disrespect people in their face like that. And that that's why that's why Barry and and Michael Robinson Obama, who's a nice lady, that that's why they're respected still, even though they didn't do anything to the people. They didn't they didn't talk against them. So, it's almost like Barry gets a pass because he didn't mock the people where where people feel like Brandon's mocking them because he he's just an idiot. Well, it's a sad case. It's a sad case when you have to be inspired to vote based on your rappers who have in the past put out some of the most derogatory and immoral lyrics that you can you can face. I mean, if they're going to be uh, promoting uh, Donald Trump, it should be because of their business. This should be not by their profession because we have heard people say that hip-hop and the lyrics and so forth has been a very detriment because our kids, this directed to the ears of your young people, past they have had some terrible things. And many of them blame it on their Jewish handlers. I mean, I tell it like it is. Now that they became more independent, it's it's gotten different. Hell, they talking about Baron James was carrying around a book on the autobiography of Malcolm X. But, you know, a few years ago, he was taking a knee. He more or less do what he's told to do. So people shouldn't forget those things. Look at all the, I mean, it's just ridiculous. You, you got to depend on rappers making recommendations on who you should vote for. Oh, where are your business people? That's what, what I do you think, look for. What do you, oh, I got a question for you. What do you Go think? Ahead. What do you think is the solution, or what do you think is really going to actually genuinely help the black community 
in the United States? Education, number one. The rebuilding of families. You have to have an authoritative figure mm-hmm. that your children fear. I feared my grandfather. I didn't fear lightning strikes. I didn't fear t- uh, tsunamis. I feared my grandfather. Because I knew he whooped my butt if I'd done something wrong. I'm walking down the street with him. If I didn't uh, greet people coming my way, good morning, sir, I would be back slapped and, and shot across the street. Yeah, that's actually that's really good answer. But let, let me put it this way, too, you guys. I, I still, uh, I, I still to this day, I'm 51 years old, about 51 and a half. And I still don't drink. I don't smoke. I, I'm afraid my parents might see me. I never did either for a different reason. I don't want to throw up my grandmother's peach cobbler when I tried to smoke. <laughs> my grandson, well, Yucky, my, out of my dad's a vegetarian that hates vegetables, so uh, that's where I come from. My grandson's out of college. He come here. When he leaves, he knocks on the Papa, I'm going. I'm such and such. I'll be right. I'll be back and blah, blah, blah. That's the way he was brought up. Right. So that's what it's needed in black society. There needs to be a strong effort of not the schools, not the principals, not the school board. The people have to know what their children should be getting involved in. So let, let me I ask you, Tiaki, I, I want to I go back to something that Adrian said maybe about an hour-ish ago. Uh, so what was the final straw that you think is finally getting black America to, to look at Trump seriously instead of saying, oh, we, we don't want that racist? What, what is it that made them finally change their minds and now the average black person on the street takes Trump more seriously than Brandon. What 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 well, was this wrong? To be, to be uh, sincere with you, and it won't be libel like I'm going to label, the racist things that have been directed toward Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. You can't call it anything other than racism. Just because he got white skin, that don't mean he cannot be influenced and Bombarded with racist acts. If it was a if, if if he came out with Shinola on his face, they would be flying race cards all through the air. <laughs> yeah, they would. What's the difference? Other than it, it, racism has no respect. If you go to Nigeria, where the population is ninety nine percent black. Same damn thing goes on. They don't call it racism, though. I mean, it's just that this, it's just that society. But it's, it, it could be labeled that. It's, if you're going to be uh, spreading peanut butter across the whole surface, look at this stuff with these women coming back 30 years from now. Mike Tyson experienced that. Bill Cosby experienced it. They call it racism. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson experienced it. They didn't say anything. Trump's experiencing the same thing that Bill Cosby experienced. Well, isn't it not racism? 
denying a person of their civil rights, denying them of constitutional protections. It's racism. Mm -hmm. So they see him going through that, and in their innermost self, they see what's happening. They can relate to it. Although what they're relating to subconsciously is not spewing from their mouth the way it should be. And another thing, blacks are becoming irrelevant, if there's such a word. Well, that, that's what I've seen with these illegals. There, there's two things that I've heard is what's triggering the black vote to go to Trump is that, one, a lot of the black community feels as though they're being replaced by the illegals and that Trump mugshot in Georgia. It's those two things combined that, that from what I've heard, but I could be completely wrong, but that, that's well, what I've heard is swinging people to Trump. They are. They are being replaced, but for all all the wrong reasons. Why would you want to be pissed off because somebody's replacing you and you at the bottom of the social spectrum to the point where you asking for things? No, you should be demanding of things that's going to permit you to have access to the opportunities that this country is providing and surely will provide in the future. And now I'm going to tell you this. There is a lot of blacks that's doing it now. You just don't hear about it. National Society of Black Engineers. You had three years in a row at their national convention, 2017, 2018, and 2019. It was been disrupted by COVID. Two years, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, 2017 and 2018. You had businesses, corporations, come to their convention, which is a convenience, because then you don't have to go all over the country. And you had Northwood Grumman hire over 400 black STEM graduates off the convention floor two years in a row. Not because necessarily, because they was meritoriously qualified. In 2019, at the Cabot Center in Detroit, Lockheed Martin came in and done, they hired over 400 for their program because they're qualified. You need more of that. The the number that you should have should at least represent your percentages in the population, but it don't. It's about 50% or even less than that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a shame. And it's a national security issue, too. You got these potentials that can propel you on the world scene when it comes down to innovations and technology, and you're not utilizing it. You never know what a person, a child, is born with. You don't know what that child has with them until it's explored, until you go about doing the right things that you should be doing in order to get it out. They do it in basketball and football. You're looking at the best. You're looking at thousands that came and only a few is left. When you look at a National Football League game, when you look at an NBA, you're looking at thousands that were sent home, and they're the ones that is standing there. But look at the efforts that went into 
making them what they are. You realize how many, a thousand kids had the mothers and had to get them up and take them to basketball camp, had to travel the games in order to produce one LeBron James? You had to have competition. And when the dust settled, there he stood. Kobe Bryant, when the dust settled, there he stood. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but the other ones that went home, what do they have to follow? They have to have a strong academic base because that particular sought-after profession, you it's not going to go nowhere. You only could go so far. But you still have to exist in society. You still have to contribute to society to make it better. And if you don't have the ability to do that, then all of a sudden we look at you being a burden on society. And that's no good. You don't know enough politics to complain about uh, these illegals the way they should be. You don't understand how it works. You got people saying all of these, these people are wanting a better life. A better life is not a reason to immigrate to the United States. The reason is that you want to make life better for the American citizens. You want to add to it, not take from it. It just gets me how many people try to come here and uh, and they're carrying their Venezuela flags with them or Uruguay or whatever other country flags like that, that, that's what people do when they conquer. If you were, if you were, if if you were running away from a society, you would be waving the American flag. Always remember one thing: blood is thicker than water. Yeah, blood is thicker than water, Adrian. You think them people? By the way, did you? Bianchi, did you hear what Elon Omar said today? She's a Somalian first yeah, and still refers to to the Somali president as her leader, and she's a Muslim second. Well, yeah, Nothing that's about what she's uh, America whatsoever. We could have told you that. They extract oh, I know that. Yeah. They, they extracting from the United States. They made it work in Minnesota. They, have, they formed what was called the African Development Center. They have Sharia Bank. They provide no-interest loans for Somali business people. They provide no-interest loans for Somalis that's uh, wanting to buy a home together. And you got to ask yourself, well, why come black people? And, you know, what's wrong with the whites in Minnesota? <laughs> they well, even let their state flag be the Somalian flag now. Um, I actually, maybe we could get them to come on the show. Okay. So a few minutes at a mom a couple months ago, I met and they were telling me about the, um, you know, I think actually me and Proof talked about this before. I said I would have to actually go there and talk to people and, you know, see for myself, like, because I, I just, I like journalism and talking to people and interviewing people so I like to see for myself but 
I've heard from people there are a lot of immigrants predominantly from Somalia that they're having, you know, alleged issues with. Well, they Somalis first. Don't never think that they're American first. It's not like a a European coming from. They are coming from a cultural background that makes them quite, quite different. Although their skin color is considered the same, they do not consider themselves as being black. They do not. Now, they may... Nor do they consider uh, themselves American either. No, they don't consider themselves American. They consider themselves Somalias. I talked to one person sometime last year, like about a year ago, that was from Somalia, and it was the only person I've ever spoken from from Somalia. And the way he explained it is that if you're real cool, they're real cool um, when you visit the country. Like, basically... Don't go to Somalia and, like, start, like, pushing your ways, like, on other people. Um, Otherwise, like, you know, it's really welcoming because you hear a lot about, like, Somalia and anarchy. Well, you know, all this stemmed from within was was U.S. policies back at the time. I forget what president it was, but uh, when Howie Selassie was the president of Ethiopia, and Siad Barry was the president of Somalia. You had the United States supporting Haile Selassie. And you had Russia supporting Somalia. Now, what happened, you had an uprising in Ethiopia where Majisku overthrew Haile Selassie. Well, Majisku was a profound, pronounced Marxist. So the United States could not support a Marxist. So what they done is that the ambassador for Russia and the ambassador for the United States sat down, nodded their head. U.S. went to supporting Somalia, and Russia went to supporting Ethiopia. But just good. The U.S. gave Siad Barry $850 million in military aid and money. And he took the military aid and he used it on his people. That's why Somalia is messed up today. Hell, the number one GDP in Somalia was Fortune. What exactly happened there? It was U.S. policies in supporting two war-torn factions. It still exists today between Somalia and Ethiopia. It goes back to ages. Somalia is what was called punt, P-U-N-T, back in ancient times, going back eight or 10,000 years ago. And when Haile Selassie, who was the emperor of Ethiopia, you had these warring factions. You had the Solomon line. And you had the other line, I can't think of the name, Abraham, Abraham line, I think it was. And, and Ethiopians wasn't never Christians. That was something that was strong on them. But Majistu, he came to power, and United, he, was a, he was a pronounced 
Marxists. So the United States was not going to support no Marxists. So the, the ambassadors, they, they went to, they switched sides. United States went to supporting Somali, and Russia went to supporting Ethiopia. That's why I come proof. United States and Russia are not going to war against each other. No. The war is already with China because you look at what, do an inventory in your house. You ain't got nothing in your house Russian. You don't have no Russian vodka. You don't have no Russian caviar. So do you think that the, this Iran stuff is uh, Russia would be just trying to pawn off another country to bomb? This way everybody leaves Russia alone, just like they'll leave, goes back they might leave the United it, States alone? It, it goes back and forth, like the United States was behind creating the Taliban. Mm-hmm. It goes back and forth. It's a demonstration of testing of weaponry. That's what's going on in uh, Ukraine. Iran wants to control their economic markets in their region. Nothing wrong with that. What did the Monroe Doctrine profess for the Western Hemisphere, for the United States? <coughs> it's the United States domain, the Caribbean. They wouldn't allow Cuba, even though they were there, missiles to be in Cuba, 90 miles from the U.S., Russia is not going to allow NATO to be on their border in the Ukraine. Remember, Khrushchev was a Ukrainian. Zelensky is a Jew by religion. It's a bunch of bull crap. And you can't blame Russia for being sensitive to invasion. While we were fighting the British in 1812, you had a big battle going on in 1812, 13, and 14 in the Napoleon Wars. Mm-hmm. Napoleon, I think he did go into Moscow. So after experiencing that with Napoleon, they were going to be hell-bent as Germany was going to do it. The Cossacks and all those uh, demographics, those people will fight you to the death. The Germans, they will fight you to the death. Some of the most notorious and roughest uh, fighting groups you ever want to see, Russia and Germany. We still be fighting Germany if it at the United States, they still be fighting Germany if the United States ever came in. France ain't never done anything. Look how they bounced up Vietnam. Vietnamese kicked their butts out of there, and on the way out, they sold uh, Vietnam to the Japan. Can you imagine that? My middle school, that is so funny what you said about France. My middle school best friend's dad said that on a good, like, that he said, he said that basically and I quote, direct quote, our damn Salvation Army could beat France, like, on a bad day, pretty much, is, like, what he said about the uh, army there. Some African country, I can't think which one it was. 
You know, Britain and France is the reason why because you got all this crap going on in the world today. Britain went into uh, an Africa, oh, into Ghana, into Ashanti land, and looted their country's jewels and relics. And here lately, within the last few weeks or so, I guess they told we will lend you your stuff, but you got to give it back. <laughs> Can you imagine that? We will lend you uh, these items, but you got to give them back, even though we looted them back in the past. <laughs> yeah. So that's where you stand. Uh, the main key thing that I see this this goes on in the black community is the lack of, and it it. it, it, it it's academics which equates to economics, and you're not going to build no family if you're not economic sound. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. And believe it or not, some women you can't marry. If you got a son that's coming from a well-functional home, he's not going to be attracted to some of these females that's out here today. I mean, that's just the way they are. It ain't going to happen. How you going to marry somebody on Monday and Friday they, they, they're, they're suing you for divorce and money? Well, but, but uh, Bianchi, that, that's why a lot of guys don't want to date woke women. I don't blame them. And that's why, too, you see a lot of jobs now they they look at your social media. If you have a, a pronoun, they don't want you because they figure you're going to be a problem. You will. You know my grandson dating a woman from? He, he left summer. He went over to Ghana. Hmm. He went to Ghana. And, you know, when you put a lot of time and effort into the education of your kids. That ain't nothing easy. That's hard. You sacrifice. I told you the times that I got a pair of shoes. I'm looking at them right now. They got holes in them. My toes were sticking out while he was in college. And he asked me, he said, Papa, why don't you buy you some new shoes? And I told him, I said, get out of college. So it takes all that in order to produce a functional person that's going to function well in society and perform their civic duty and be knowledgeable to make sure things work the way they're supposed to work. The reason why come the federal government is running buck wild is because Americans don't control them, and many of them don't know how to control them. All they do is vote. It don't got so bad. And so damn blatant, to, I don't even know why they even waste the time to have elections. Let's go ahead on and get in the office. You have to take their names and organize things like phone banks, lobbying, and put them under political pressure. You have to bother them. They should be bothered yeah, by their constituents. You're absolutely right. you got to kick some of them out on their butt, especially – and I'm going to say it again, especially these judges. These judges are completely out of control. The second constitution in this country is court presidency. 
That's the second constitution, court presidencies. 99% of the laws that you live under is nothing more than bureaucratic rules. Congress didn't vote on them. They rules. Well, look and at that's that wrong. Mrs. Terrell case in New York City. That's a classic, classic example. He was found it's not guilty things. of raping that girl, and she got $10 million from him. He talks about how she lied about about the encounter, and now she gets $83 million. Yeah. But that's they found, you got they found the right judge, and, the, and it turns out that the – the judge and the and this lady have been friends a long time and have worked together. They have been mentors. She shouldn't even sat yeah. on the case. Right. Shouldn't sat on the case. But they get away with this. And until you fire a shot across the bow, they're going to continue and they're going to get worse. Look at Roberts in the Obamacare case. The issue was what could it had been come under the Commerce Clause. And all he had to do was say no. But then he comes with what? A but. That's legislating from the bench. Polls will get into that. And then here we are. And, of course, it sounds good for those who come up getting caught up in a lack of, especially being able to go into this society and extract the high wage and high salaries like you got immigrants coming in here that was well-trained. Matter of fact, with American dollars that built the school, India, your doctors, medical field, Nigerians, you wouldn't have any black doctors if it wasn't for the Nigerians. In other Africans, it's an anesthesiologist, the Haitians. Haitians are, are, are well into the anesthesiologist field. Hell, them people make three fifty, three hundred fifty, four hundred thousand a year. They don't go for, they don't go for being a plumber. They don't go for digging ditches. They go to a medical school. Person that does my her, her, her daughter is in medical school. My favorite Chinese, his her son is in medical school. You ever notice that? They don't go for the weak stuff. They go for the high paying demand. When you got uh, black kids and American kids, period, white students, they can't do math. Because if you can't do math, you're not going to be able to do no computations in computer engineering. You're not going to be able to do no computation when it comes down to biological sciences, mechanical sciences. Math has to be a second language for you. Your language should be cobalt. Your language should be C++++. Pascal, machine languages. Now you got these robots, once they do things repetitive enough, they take on intelligence on their own. Right, exactly. They're scary. So they're, they're, you they're, know? the men are replacing themselves. Yeah. 
So Star Trek is how do you becoming just, how more. How do you just not know what gender you are? I don't understand. Yeah, Star well, the Trek thing is, is, is that in another generation, they uh, they all when everybody merges with with machinery, you won't have a gender. So everybody will just be with whatever. So that that's what yeah. they're prepping people. Yeah, Star Trek is yeah. going to become a reality. Dick Tracy become became a reality. You got uh, wristwatch telephones, cell phones on your wristwatch. Yeah, we used to think that was really neat when we used to read our Dick Tracy comic books back in the day. We fashioned up some kind of device. We wrap around our wrist and act like we was talking to each other. You know, we my first uh, experiment with telephone was two uh, green pea cans with a hole in the bottom tied a string to it. And it they I went over on those. this side. We went on this side, and we talked back and forth through a string through tin cans. So that's what – and, you know, you got all these people in prison. I don't know how many millions. Then you're bringing in millions of, of, of illegals. Where is the morals? Where is the sympathy? Should you not try to rehabilitate some of these people? What are you going to do, leave them in prison forever? And they in prison and illegals is is building families and so forth. So what happens when they get out? They're going to have animosity. If they can't be rehabilitated, well, that's a whole different thing. I hear where UPS is getting ready to lay off about 100,000 people or something like that. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. I saw that, yes. Well, what are they going to do? And see, another thing, too, Proof, and this is going to affect communities because when you don't have no tax base, everybody's being late. They should tax AI. AI should be taxed an employee tax as if it was a human. If it comes in and takes the place of a human being, it should be taxed. If a robot is ran 24 hours, it should be taxed the rate that you would if you had three employees that worked eight hours apiece. Software that replaces human beings, they should apply an employee tax because that community still has to function. It has to provide for schools. It has to provide for roads. It has to provide for trash pickup. Hell, the owners are still going to get off like a fat rat. They don't have to pay for maternity leave. They don't have to pay for they don't have to have insurance to protect them from lawsuit. Hell, a, lo- a robot ain't going to take you to court, I don't think. No, so Work what are they going to do? Have, uh, have autonomous cars that uh, the, where the, the cars, the, the UPS vans will drive themselves? I don't know. Yeah, and they're going to be able to connect our Bluetooth to each other's cars so we can all be friends at the red light. I don't know. That's what 5G will do for you. Well, they're going to have it so that in a smart house, when you go to your kitchen cupboard, pantry, and take out something, it's going to register what ain't there no more. When you go to the grocery store, you hook your Bluetooth up to your cart, and the display come on, and it reads out that you need this, that, and so on in order to replace what you used. 
Or if uh, if you're trying to buy coffee, it'll tell you that you can't because you don't have enough carbon. Yeah. Or if you go to order a pizza with double cheese, it's going to tell you your doctor recommend you don't eat that, so we're going to have to tax you with a surtax to go towards your medical expenses. But you can order a salad. And you got to verify you're old enough, 21, to watch porn, where you can watch actors who's 18. <laughs> really wild. So I don't know what to tell you. Which is strange to me because you, they, they teach porn in, in, in school now. Yeah, they do. But then once as young as they start you yeah. off young with it, too. And see, that there, and this is disrespect, if you don't have, you can't respect a parent's fundamental rights. Fundamental rights, freedom, and federalism. Three Fs. Federalism, fundamental rights, and freedom. If you can't respect the fundamental rights of a parent over their child, then that's getting awful low to me. That's a problem. A parent know best for their child, not a school board, superintendent, or principal. The parent, and not not a bureaucrat, and not a bureaucrat like Biden. You know what's funny is across the United States, there there's more people that are school board members that have no children as opposed to actually having children. And by golly, you're right about that. Adrian, you're going to have your hands full. You and your demographic is going to have to straighten all this stuff out. I hope you know what to do. Oh, I lost, she lost connection. Let me see if I can get her back. All right. So, yeah, she's out for a minute. Well, you know, uh, Joanne will be here tomorrow. Yeah, I like talking to her. I like talking to everybody, but everybody has their own personality in the way they deliver a message and the way they decipher, the way you have to decipher their opinion. Well, I try not to have parrots on here, so I don't want everybody to think exactly like me. Hell is growing this growing uh, debt that we have. Yes, they need to get rid of the Federal Reserve, the functions that they perform. The U.S. Treasury could do. And when you get rid of the debt, you need to give people their money back and put it back in their pocket, and have to jump through more loops and do more flips in order to get any more further taxes from them. When you have Congress people sponsor these bills, these bills should stand alone. It shouldn't have tags on it. Money for the Ukraine and the border wall. No, it should be one specific thing. It should be a limit number of pages. 
It should go undergo public review. A period of time for public review. That's announced, not secretly whispered to somebody through their ears. Mm-hmm. And the bill has to, the bill has to quote its constitutional authority. That's another problem. Hell, you start off wrong, then you got to get the courts involved. We know what can happen with that. A bill should. A bill should announce its constitutional authority for coming in the room. Well, they don't even want people to read the bills. You're just supposed to vote based on your political party. Yeah, but with some emotional summary, if this is going to do this, all teachers need more pay. Teachers are teaching children, whereas the child will never have an opportunity to make as much as a teacher. Look at the ridiculousness coming out of some of these colleges with these professors. My goodness, where do they come from? But then you can see well, when did, Lori Did you Light see the, the person that, that replaced that lady at Harvard? Uh, she's also uh, been busted for for plagiarism. Harvard need to get out of the business of trying to create diverse population and coming up with all these different schemes. If a child grew up in a neighborhood where they could hear gunshots periodically, then they should be afforded points on the test before they sit down to take the test. That's a bunch of dumbass stuff. It is, and it doesn't do the child any justice because when they get into those positions and they can't perform, well, what's going to happen to them? They're going to be let go, and then you're going to have another dissenter out there that's all mad and lips poked all out and everything, hating America, demonizing white folks, or whoever. That was some of the most ridiculous rules that you ever could come up with is spotting people, spotting uh, students' points on college entrance exam based on skin color. <laughs> right, and then if you're Asian, you get points taken away from you. You get points taken away from you if you're Asian. If you're white, you get no points. Putting the white supremacist factor Putting a equity, equal equal equity. How in the heck is it going to be equal equity? That has to be something. Who has equal equity to one of these basketball players? And they, and sooner or later, because of their male uh, knowledge, they become broke. How do you go through all that kind of money? How do you go through a hundred million dollars? Well, I knew one person personally that that made a decent amount of money in football, and uh, and what they what they invested in was a lot of different franchises. Like they bought they bought eight of something and ten of something else and twelve of another. 
But out of the four franchises they bought into, three of them filed bankruptcy as the corporate chain. So that's how they lost their money. That sounds but, like some bad advice to me. Well, but then again, I, I could respect that because at least they, they made a, a an attempt that sounds legit. They just they just invested in bad companies. You get you get others that that do things like spend twelve million on a Shark Tank in their house. So at least you could say that they they just made bad investments, whereas the other one just blew their money. Well, you know, Mike. Uh, what's his name? Uh, played for the Lakers. Smile all the time. Came down with age. Magic Johnson. Magic John- Johnson was came to approach about funding movies on slavery. He said, I ain't doing it. Right. I saw that. Michael Jordan said no, too. They went to him, too. Yeah. And I don't blame him. Why in the world would you want to keep making movies on that? Now, if, if that's what you want to study, that's okay. But you can't... You know, why don't we why don't we have movies on exploring other galactics? Why don't we have movies on landing on asteroid, mining them for the elements that's not found here on Earth, taking off from them and coming back to? Why can't we don't have movies that's inspiring that type of venture where kids can dream? Well, if you keep if you keep pulling up the past, then you're just gonna you're not gonna get ahead. And so that's where Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan are coming from. It's like, well, we've moved on from the 1800s. Uh, yeah, why don't they build these people that want those things? Why don't they uh, explore a time machine? All right, Adrian, you made it back. One black physicist, Ronald Mag- uh, Mallet, he was uh, one of the leading theorists on time travel. And the thing that got him geared that way was because he lost his father. His father was a smoker, and he loved his father. So he carried it on into his early adult life, so he directed his exploration to time travel. Because he wanted to go back and warn his father not to smoke. That's the truth. That's yeah. that's, that's real. Ronald Mallet, M-A-L-L-E-T. Why come we don't do movies on that? And maybe on, on the way back, you can stop off and talk to Martin Luther King and tell him don't be there on that balcony that day at that time. Hmm. Would you say anything to Malcolm I mean, next too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make sure you have people patting people down well that comes into the Audubon Auditorium. Tell oh, he hated the white liberals more than anyone else. Yeah, tell 
George Patton don't take a ride that day. Hmm. And you know another thing too, Proof, and some of us don't like to talk about it much, but when you come, when you make mention of the spiritual components of life, it's got to be something there. So if you take a person like Patton who thought that he was reincarnated, it's got to be something there. These people come, they stick around for a while, then they leave early. I don't know if you ever gave it much thought, but just take a time out and think about those who have made great impacts on society. They come, they stick around, and they leave early. Mm -hmm. Is that the got more things to do elsewhere. And then there's some that you would wish would leave earlier than what they usually do. Get on out of here. Like George Soros? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's one. So, did Adrian come back? Uh, her mic is open. You still there, Adrian? Adrian. Oh, yeah. No, I'm listening to you guys. Um, I was listening to what you guys were saying about The Rock and just everything that you've been saying about um, different kinds of movies. And, yeah, you I've gotta, been here. You and your generation is going to have your hands full. You got to be more assertive. At some point in time, you got to speak up. Or should I say speak, holler back? Because it's going to come down upon you very, very fast. Now, people like myself will be gone. Only thing we can do is try to give you some guidance based on our experience. We've seen this movie before. We've seen the plays, the playwrights. Believe it or not, the names, the names will follow you through history. Individuals, names. So you have to pay attention. You got to speak out. You got to be assertive in your efforts. You can't take things for granted because the other side is going for your juggler. And it's showing. And they try, they're beginning to open up all the gates because the point of no return. Either they're going to do or die. We got to make sure that they don't do it. You don't want to be part of a world government. They don't want to be under the dictates of the United Nations, whose head is a Chinese. When you're number one, well, everybody's shooting. They, they think they got us, though. Yeah. When you're number one, Adrian, everyone's going to be shooting for you. you. There's no time to rest. I'm sorry. It would be nice. There's no time for rest. You got to constantly 
be reinforced in that which you use to make your presence felt. The things that people warn you about, you don't want to see. If a ballot and convention of states don't work, you don't want to see the possibilities of what comes next. And it's not going to be pretty. But it may be necessary because people are saying we're not going to do it. So you're going to have some challenges. I hope you're ready for them. Surely prepare your kids because if you don't, if somebody else indoctrinate them, then you're going to be fighting them at some point. And that's a that's like having cold water thrown in your face. There's not enough of that going on. I would really hate to be a, a woman trying to date right now, though, because a lot of these men, uh, I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if you can even call them men. No, you don't know what they've done. A man should be, a male should be forthright in telling a female what they're all about. It shouldn't be a surprise at some point in time. And you don't know. Hell, a man don't know if that is a female on the other side of the table. Right, exactly. I don't understand why people uh, that have those type of persuasions always want to change you. If that's what you're about, go ahead on by yourself. Get with your own like kind. Leave other people alone. And like I've said before, it gets to a point where people are making a statement about you bothering their kids, and at some point in time it becomes a warning. They want your kids. Oh, they, they, they've said that loudly. Yeah. Why are they trying to expose children to some illicit act, uh, illicit material and activities? Why? You never see those drag queens going to the senior center reading books. No. They want the kids. Why come you can't let a child grow up? Protected by the innocence of a child. They're innocent. They came into the world innocent. Just go on about living particular type of style, sooner or later it's going to disappear anyway. It has no means of reproducing. The only way you reproduce is indoctrinate and convince and coerce. People to come over to your side. Schools got rules that you can't talk about mommy. If a child is mm-hmm. drawing a picture of a family, if it's traditional family like I grew up knowing, they get chastised for it. Why come you don't have two men? Right, two exactly. Males? What's going to be next? Why come you don't have... A woman and a dog. <laughs> you want to have uh, hate crimes for 
of Jews, what's going to be next? Hate crimes for same-sex couples? You're going to have voting districts, a special voting district for blacks. What's going to be next? The special voting districts for transgenders? Right. That's what happened when that damn snowball started rolling down the hill. I think it's not. It's something out there. And, you know, if things do happen to get somewhere back to the norm, that should be active pursuit to gather up the people who have been conspiring to destroy the fabric of the United States. That's treason. They need to be brought to justice. Nuremberg, put on trial. Yeah, go out and get the same jury that you go out and find on Donald Trump. Bring that George Floyd jury in and let them try these globalists and others who've been donating to some of these activities. See how they like that. God forbid they put me on the jury. I sleep through the whole trial, wake up in the deliberation and say guilty. <laughs> the learning experience, people saying don't know what they are witnessing. At some point in time, they thought that uh, this would would last long, but it's still lingering on. You know how long we've been dealing with politics uh, proof before Obama? Surely before Trump, you know, hey, Obama is 2008 and probably two years before that, 2006 to 2004. That's 20 years of our life. 20 years of our life visiting social media sites. 20 years of our life finally realizing that the mainstream media is toxic. You can't go by it. That's what we've seen during the um, the election leading up to Donald Trump. It was toxic. CNN, Wolf, Wolf, whoever his name was, and Blitzer. Rachel Maddox. 20 years of our life. And it ain't over. Look what we could have been doing. We could have been enjoying ourselves. It takes time to keep up with this. It's a constant... The regiment. He learned how to filter the 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 bad from the good. The phone ring, you're scared to answer because you don't know what what the person gonna say. Man, I, let me tell you what's happening now. And you say to yourself, "Oh God." So it takes this takes a lot of toll on a person. Hell, <laughs> Donald Trump don't make it. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't even be conscious of the things that we're witnessing. What's going on? Therefore, he's a godsend. Well, somebody had to expose it. It was just a matter of time. Somebody would. <laughs> Like John the Baptist say, I baptize you with water, but another mm-hmm. will come 
that would baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's it, 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 that's the way it is. It works that way. And then there's those you never hear anything about. That's the way life is. It's things with these vaccinations. That's just horrible. Federal government has no business. Media is finally you. getting to the point where they're starting to talk about how some of these vaccine deaths are happening. It yeah, too federal big government has no business in that. Why we let the federal government tell you you got to have a vaccination? Why do you have Joe Biden want to want to conspire with OSHA to protect the job from the worker rather than the worker from the job? Mm-hmm. Well, we we tipped way too far to the to the globalist side, and uh, I think they went too far, which is part of why they're getting exposed. Then you remove product liability. That there should have raised an eyebrow. Oh, and now with the cell phones, they're stopping all studies regarding radiation. So now they can tell you it's safe. Well, common sense would tell people at some point in time, it's something causing people to act out the way they're acting. Superficially, it's something causing people to act out the way... People, it's your food, what you drink, the air. You, something's causing people to act out, human beings to act out the way they are. They're transforming. Maybe it's the sunspots. I don't know. You can't disregard anything. So anyway, I think I'm we're we're starting to get back on the right track. I just don't know if we have enough time, because as we as more people wake up to the garbage that's happening, the globalists still have the uh, they have the ace in the hole with the nuclear war and, and all that other stuff. But well, they, they will do anything to rule over a pile of rubble if they can. Well, they would do anything to knock the United States off the off the right block. exactly. We was the beacon of hope for the world. Hell, I mean, we look back, that's just the way it happened. That's the way it was. Hell, in the Civil War, if the Confederate States had just came together and circled their camp rather than Going to war, of course, things would be different today. I don't know. Things happen for a reason. Nobody knows. The course of things that happen through history, you have no control over. You're here. It happened for a reason. It will continue until the final day. I think that we can change things still and there's a lot of things that can be done. It's just a matter of finding people that want to be involved and that are willing to stay involved even when things get frustrating. Well, that's why you have to start young because once your kids become grown, there's nothing, they grow 
it's now the test again to see whether or not the, what you have exposed and still to them, indoctrinate them, if you would have it, have it that way, you will see. It's just like working on a project, and now it's time to see if it's going to fly. Like the right brother. Well, we check that. Yeah, it's okay. Check that. It's a go. Okay, let's see if it'll fly. I mean, this, then you look at these things that's going on with these putting these taking taking veterans out of out of shelters and opening them up for people that's running that's coming from other countries that you've been giving millions and millions of aid dollars to that's supposed to alleviate what they declare that they're escaping from. Something's wrong with that picture. Taxpayers' dollars. You can put those dollars in your pocket. Tutors. Pay for 3D printers for your child. Mm-hmm. Pay for courses. Take trips for exploration and observation that they never would have an opportunity to see as they look upon them is spur innovation in their mind. These taxes are a form of slavery. I don't even know what what kids think about anymore like that because everything I grew up with, it's considered old. Well, the same type of curiosity that we had on what's today considered old, they should still have the curiosity on what we have today that's considered new. And it's getting worse. The things that Google is working on is putting their own people out of work. Yeah. About a thousand. Yeah, the AI, that'll rule everything. Yes, sir, it is. And then it has the ability to take on an intelligence of its own. You remember that movie back, what was it, 2000, Hal, when the computer took over the daggone weapon system? What was it, 2000-something? Years ago, back in the 70s, that movie came out, maybe the 80s. You know the funny thing about it's a funny thing. Yeah, it's a movie having to do with uh, a nuclear war with Russia, and they had a computer that was uh, that was called HAL, H-A-L. Uh, it was 2001 of space. It wasn't 2001. It was out around the time of 2001 of space odyssey was around. And we in the 70s, they talk about the year 2000. Well, 2000 came and gone. It's going to be, and you know, it's a funny thing. Human beings have a way of dreaming and turning their dreams into a working model of how things will be. Innovation, imagination. Imagination is a, is a great thing. 
But you get a child should be able to imagine. A child should be able to peer up in the night sky and imagine being there. Yeah, get your child a pair of old binoculars so that they can imagine, look at the things that's up there that's beyond reach and imagine themselves being there. And a telescope. And a telescope, yes. That technology is cheap. It's available. I think that people need to get their kids, like, science kits and art kits and stuff like that for Christmas. They have screens. I would always make jokes like if I ever had kids, which really not, really not in the plans. But if I ever did, I would give them science kits for Christmas. Like, they need little magnifying glasses. And that's, that's what we had. Nets, we had magnifying glasses. We set leaves on fire with the magnifying glass. We had those things. You know, we had the surplus electronic shops. We go in and buy transistors, breadboards, build things. Book a thousand, a hundred and one projects. I remember I used to build sound generators. That's the basis of your electronic organs. Matter of fact, it's the basis of your tones on your cell phone. It's sound generators that make all those weird sounds. Well, that's that's kind of how I put my music together. It's all electronic uh, instruments. Yeah. You remember the animals, that uh, singing group that had the guy had that organ in that song? Uh what is it, Rising Sun? House of the Rising Sun? House of the Rising Sun, yeah. He laid down with that organ, man. Mm-hmm. You ever listen to them, Adrian? Probably not. It is old. Maybe we lost her again. Wonder what's wrong with her connection. Wonder what Joanne's going to be talking about tomorrow. Uh, probably a lot of the same stuff, but still always a, a must listen. I think listen. That we need more. Oh, sorry, proof. What's up? No, go ahead. We're just waiting for you. I think that they need more nature preschools in the United States, that that is something I've been thinking that that would, that's something that we should be funding and like trying to like push forward and expand in the United States is these nature preschools. Well, yes and no, because I think that they're pushing global warming and not the, not nature exactly, but the average person thinks that nature is just global warming. Well, yeah, and, and these people that's pushing this global warming and EV is trying to use the government to go after the businesses and corporations, industries that already exist with organic fuels. They would never be able to make the inroads they need 
with our government telling you you can't use this no more. You got you got to use this one. Can't have a barbecue pitch. Can't have a gas-fired hot water heater. Can you imagine, though, Pianchi, is that Brandon's the first the first sitting president that's running on banning stuff? Yeah. They don't have that's any more freedoms they're going to give us. They're just talking about taking stuff away. That's total federal overreach. Have no business dwelling into those areas. That's where the state should step in. They don't do it. The people should demand that they do it. If they don't do it, say, well, we're going to get rid of you. We don't need you. You're not doing us any good. Everything that's coming out of your mouth, everything you dream up, write up, propose, is putting pressures on us, denying us of our liberties, costing us. We don't need you no more. Shoot. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. These uh, lobbyists, then, see, you vote for them, and as soon as they get elected, they can't wait to be bought out by these organizations, these special interests. You vote for them. You sold a bag of goods year in and year out, same promises. You vote for them, and these special interests buy them out. That's a bunch of bull crap. And they pay them. That's why come uh, uh, these Congress people, they should be paid by the states that elect them. Then you would have some sort of dictums on being able to have the transparency of their income. Their money should be deposited in a state bank. Not Washington, D.C., Riggs Bank. And the other ones? Hell, hell uh, Nikki Hill is going to fight tooth and nail because she wants that spot. It's going to be lucrative. That ain't her basis. Her basis is not, I don't think, the American. I think she, they want the money. Yeah. And then they have the possibility of voting themselves a raise whenever they want to. If they was paid by the state, the state may cut their salary. Isn't it like four hundred thousand or something like that? Uh, I don't know exactly. I know the president. Uh, that's what they used to make. I don't know what Brandon makes. It should be paid by the state. Simple as that. Paid by the state that you that you represent, that elected you. And there should be a convenient way to get rid of them, if the people feel so. I don't mean no just crazy stuff, a legitimate reason to get rid of them. This stuff about with your school board members, well, they come up for election week. No, your kids are going to be going two or three years with this, these crazy policies. <laughs> Last time I checked the child, they don't have a button, a switch on their back that you can flip to cut their life, stop it right there, and pick it up when the conditions are just right. 
So two or three years under a devastating school board and the policy that they're making, it shouldn't be making policy. School board is not supposed to tell you the parents. Parents are supposed to tell the school board. But you don't have parents that's astute enough. Why? Because they came through the same system. Therefore, the school students today is going to be dumb parents in the future. It's just going to continue on and on and on and on, never stopping. So that's the way it is. Okay, I turn it back to you guys. Sorry to be disruptive. Why are you apologizing? Yeah, we we like you. having you on. Well, we yeah, got just enough time answer. there. We got just enough time, Adrian. Uh, if you want to see this week's broccoli, man. Yeah, I was wondering if we were going to have one. Let me get you set up here. Let me know when you're ready. We'll get it done. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. I'm waiting on my screen here. All right, so this one, broccoli bands heading down to the border, and it features the wiretap. So I'll go ahead and count down. So three, two, one, action. A bunch of us are heading down to South Texas to go help secure the southern border. I cannot believe the globalists would rather start a civil war in the United States than to even pretend to close the border. We have over 20,000 people very day from over 150 countries just coming over here while the border patrol and the feds make them sandwiches and give them maps on where to go for welfare. Many of these people are terrorists who are wanted around the world. When we report them, we are told to shut up and they have every right to be here. I am glad to see over two dozen states say no and send troops. I am heading down there now. My job is to try and figure out where many of these children come from. It is no secret these cartels kidnap little kids. They use them as pawns to say I have a child let me in. As soon as they get across the border, the kids are either recycled back to the border by the cartel to be used again, or left at the border to die. Brandon tells us that we better shut up or we will get arrested. Liberals try to tell us how great it is to have 92% of these illegals be single military age men. Well, 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 green dude. I told you globalists that you would be down here. They thought you would be too scared of being in a war zone. But I know that you are a buzzkill or by a snitch, and you're something lucker for real. What do you want now, Wiretap? Well long term sir, I want your kumquats and your ice cream cone. 
but for right now, I'm gonna arrest you for trying to stop these poor undocumented friends of America from coming into our country. Do what? It is not up to you to do anything about this border. George Soros paid for these millions of global citizens to come here for asylum sir. It is hard work to secure the Darien Gap in Panama so we can collect these people from anywhere in the world so we can put them something duckers on buses and bring them to America green dude. When you get in the way, you are hurting our crime syndicate. Well, the American public wants to get in the way of your crime syndicate. Maybe you do not understand the Queen's English sir. You do not run Jack-ish. We need to take down America so we can run a one-world government. That is why we paid off Barrios O'Tour and Brandon so we can have all the world's killers and terrorists get onto American soils completely unchecked. After we get as many world troops to go after Americans, we can start banning the guns from adults and nincompoops. Only our own troops from all over the world will be supplied weaponry. This way us globalists can live happily ever after sir. I do not think that is how it is going to work. I think that is how it is going to work. There is no way you are going to take guns from all the Americans. This is why we have bought all the weapons. It will be easy sir. All we have to do is create a military force full of these great new undocumented American friends. We can use them to do no-knock raids into stores and houses without permission. If you dare to complain, you will be frog-marched out of your dwelling and placed into a local FEMS camp. That does not exist. What makes you think you will get away with this? Because, sir, uh, people will support Brandon's message about how MAGA and Trump support us the domestic terrorists. No one likes Brandon anymore. That is fake news. We understand sir, but when we replace Brandon with Michael Robinson or Obama, all those nimwits and saps will go back to the Democrat plantation and do whatever Big Mike tells them. And we have every globalist in our pocket to go against fools like you sir. What about Elon Musk? Never you worry about him sir. We will bog him down with lawsuits so him cannot do anything sir. Just like we are slowing down Donald Trump Alex Jones and all other prominent people fighting against the crime syndicate. So just because the people that pay your salary have money, you think you can end the civilization against the 99%? Absolutely sir. We are finna pass a bill that will prohibit any militia or have open any firearms trainings classes. If you are interested in training for a firearms class, you will be rounded up and go to the FEMA camp. By the way sir, you will be 100% required to own a cellular phone so we can track your every move, sir. I refuse to hold a cell phone on my person. There is too much spying by the government. Also, these phones have way too much radiation. We have solved the radiation problem, sir. How is that? We have now stopped any and all studies on radiation reports effective immediately. So since we no longer test for radiation, it is now completely safe. Now let me make sure you have a cell phone in your front pocket on your dungarees so the radiation frequencies fry up your swimmies. We best be making sure you something that cares or not procreating sir. Never. That is not going to work sir. 
Now I must formally demand that you remove your dungarees, your blouse and your underoos. I need to check your kumquats and your anal canal for any rice and coffee beans. Rice and coffee beans. Precisely sir. We need to check you for anything that procures global warming sir. We busies finna ban those dangerous items that will sustain human life. Uh. I mean that those types of foodstuffs use up too much carbon and so we need to ban them along with killing all the cows. Now you must you must you must deliver those garments on your person. I also need to run my hands through your long flowing mane. I do not understand. Brandon is setting up a world war to fight Russia, China, Iran, and other nations. But in a world war, Brandon, Obama, and the Democrat Party say it is even more important to fight Americans. No, Sherlock. Why else do you think it is okay for all these people to cross the American borders without any checks or balances? But we are going to upgrade our TS naked body scanners to make sure we get an even clearer photograph of your junk. Sure it may contain extra radiation. However there are no longer going to be just any radiation studies sir, so it will be legal. Hey everyone. These globalists think they can overpower us and start their one world government. They have a goal by 2030 to get rid of every single nation and have one nation one laws for us 99%. They want massive death and destruction for you and me. They want to run the world without us in it. Please resist anything and everything they want to do to fight us. Check out the Proof Negative radio show. Proof is on live 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Proof has on great guests, excellent co-hosts, and all the news you need to be informed on. Go to freedomizerradio.com and click on Listen Live. Also, go to the schedule on there and find some of the other shows on Freedomizer. That is freedomizerradio.com. Do not ever ever listen to Freedomizer Radio. You must refuse to listen to anyone that is sharing information about a crime syndicate. That is why we are forced to use military airplanes to spray chemtrails all over you halfwits and jackwads. We are going to attack everyone's health. We can spray you with classified chemicals block out the sun and force you to wear shoes every day. This way you can be just low on vitamin D and constantly be sick. We own you 99% S. Do you hear me? We owns you 99% buys niches. We are the champions. We are the champions. No need for losers because we are the champions. Of the world. Now hurry up and bring your jukebox money. So that's this week's episode. I hope it was okay. How long have we been doing Broccoli Man? Yeah, it was. How long have we been doing Broccoli Man? Since like 2011, I think. Ten years? Yeah, but there was like an eight-year period where there was nothing because the company went out of business. It used to be extranormal.com, and then uh, for a while, it was uh, I didn't have a platform because the company went out of business, but somebody else bought the platform and changed it to normal, N-A-W-M-A-L. 
Com, and once that happens, it's able to uh, start making these again. So, yeah, they've been going do on for a long time. The, do they give you the voice clips and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I have to use their voices and everything that they, all the backgrounds and the, I, I can't change their clothes. All I could do is, is uh, change the way they talk, really and I could choose their background. I can't add anything to it. But we just got the 60 second buzzer, so the outro music is starting. Okay, well, I'll- Thank you for being here tonight. Yeah. All right, everyone, please support the other shows on the network. It's not just the proof negative show here, but until tomorrow. Hold on to the handrail, keep hope alive, and remember only you can prevent forest fires. I am proof negative, and I am Oops. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.